This is for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is our spoiler discussion around The Last of Us Part 2. Now, before we get into this, Max, we should say a big thank you once again to PlayStation Australia for providing us the code to allow both Max and I to play The Last of Us even before release. Mm. Very, very cool. So, groundwork, everyone, spoiler territory. It's all happening here. There's not like, maybe, no, we're going to say everything. You name it. It's happening. No holds barred. It's, you know, people going through tables and shit. It, it's happening. No <laughs> rules. No disqualifications. Ready? I am. So I'm giving, them, I'm giving them a minute just to, like, bounce out <clears throat> if they need. To, to bounce out in case they didn't. In case they're like, oh, what? Spoilers. And then they quickly get out. All right. All righty. Spoiler discussion. The Last of Us Part 2. We can now go down the complete narrative route. So here it is. You Ready? The Last of Us Part 2 follows four years after the events of The Last of Us Part 1, where we see Ellie and Joel, and they're living in this place called in, like, Wyoming. Jackson? Jackson. I'm going to say Jacksonville, but that's in Florida. Very different. So they're at this little camp called Jackson in Wyoming. Uh, they're living a pretty, pretty sweet life until this one chick named Abby and her friends. They come. They're hunting. They're hunting Joel, I tell you. They find Joel. They kick the living shit out of him. With a, uh, with a with a with a with a golf club. It's he- actually it's actually shocking. <laughs> uh, he, he, so Joel dead. Spoilers. I wasn't fucking kidding. Right there, Joel dead. That begins the revenge story. This game is primarily based around the event, the revenge uh, of this murder of this brutal murder of Joel. So Ali seeks out Abby to to murder her face, and that's what we get for the next twenty five hours now max where do you want to start here do you want to talk about the handling of of joel's because this is the big spoiler that's the big one that's probably probably the most like as buddy puts it out in the chat there it was visceral and it was visceral well they they came out they came out you know swinging (laughs) they told us at the start this is going to be gritty this is going to be dark and you're going to feel uncomfortable you're going to feel uncomfortable now, I felt uncomfortable in a lot of places and a lot of times. <laughs> I think pacing-wise, having it done right off the bat was good. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they- It then put them on the back foot to- They had to fill in the blanks of those four years between those two points. So, we did get a <clears> lot of- <throat> We got a lot of flashbacks. Now, some of the flashbacks were great. Some of them were- Some of them didn't work well yeah. for me on a- gameplay level uh, and I'll get to that a bit later but it was it was such an interesting way to tell the story especially considering the fact that once the deed had been done and you felt this I would imagine most people did this who is this person who's killed Joel I'm gonna fuck him up this, this character that I played the entire first game with that I have this connection to and then you're like I now have to play as her 
Oh yeah, so spoilers, about halfway through the game, uh, you end up playing as Abby, but we'll get to that in a little while. So right now we'll discuss the first part with Joel and then we'll get into those sort of things later. Mm. So similar to yourself, I agree that having this happen at the start of the start of the game was a good way to get that going. Mm. I had, I had this, this sense, this feeling in here that at some, something had to happen in order to push the story forward Mm. and to go down that path. So from the trailers and the footage we've seen, we know something happened, something fucked happens <clears throat> we don't know what it is the speculation was that joel like joel was dead yeah uh, i, I must admit i that. must admit i was pretty certain that it was going to be joel that was go- was going to be the one that yeah that gets see i had that but I, I also thought he would have some sort of like mild plot armor and he would be fine because he is that big character from the first he is that the he and ali are the touchstones of what the last of us is it is their story so i was expecting them to not take that hit risk I thought we'd likely see uh, Dina, mm-hmm. which is the partner of Ali in this, or the, sort of the beginnings of relationship with her um, at the start of the game. Because in the trailer footage that we've seen, we see that it's Ali going on her own adventure. Mm. However, they've they've very clearly taken her out of that trailer footage and have like because the, the rest of that journey you see in the trailer, like <clears throat> when you're roaming Seattle, etc., is with Dina. Mm. So. They were laying that groundwork for that sort of misleading yeah. hoo-hoo. But I, I was worried that they were going to go down that very cliche route of having it be the, the love interest is the one that takes the hit. Like, that happens in everything. And it's bored, boring. Where here, I thought, like, even though I disagree with it because I, it made me, like, viscerally angry when I saw it, but that's the response they wanted. And like it sucks, and it fucking sucks because Joel is a cool character. I loved him. The entire first game is predicated on the relationship between the two. But mm. if you if you really want to push a narrative forward, if you want to tell this revenge story, like you're not gonna give give as as much shit about a revenge story of just this love interest. But if you've laid the groundwork in for a character like Joel, you are embedded. You are emotionally connected. Now, did he go? Did he go out in a kind of a, a kind of a shit way? Yeah, yeah, he did. But it's one of those things. A lot of the arguments right now, because the, the circumstances, uh, you play as Abby for a small bit of time. She bumps into Joel. Her in order to get away from a horde, uh, Joel, Tommy, and Abby go to retreat to the little safe house that Abby and her party are at. When they get there, they're like, oh, hey, I'm Tommy and this is Joel. And they're all kind of like, oh, fuck, this is who we're here to hunt. Uh, and then, da, 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 da. so a lot of the discussions around this, around Joel, like Joel would have never made this decision in the previous game. Well, yeah, because the previous game, he was fighting for his life constantly. Here he's comfy. He's in Jackson. He's, he's trusting people mm. again. He has a community <clears throat> around him. He's let his guard down. So here, he's seen someone in trouble, a woman in trouble, someone similar to, to Abby's, uh, to Ali's age. And he's probably gone dad mode again. He's like, all right, cool. I'm going to help you out. So like he, as he is, as he is aged and got comfortable, he has lost, he's dropped his guard. He's got weak. And the second that, that guard got dropped, got fucked up. Also pointing out at this point in, in time in the game, we also know that Ali and Joel have had a falling out. Mm. We also come to learn later on as mm. well. Which which adds so much more mm. as you progress in terms of like the, the sorrow and like the, the, the that comes with the, having Ali see that now um it was yes it was it was rough it was rough to look at um and so I like oh, when we were playing it we we're in a small little chat and uh Paul 
Paul James from Player Two. He he messaged me and goes, "No, nah, I'm done. I'm done for the night. I'm gonna go back to this later. I can't. I can't do it anymore." Because that was like he was about half an hour behind me. Mm. So I'm sitting here like in this spot, just crying. And I was just like, "I, I can't believe it." And the, and then very quickly that the, that emotion became, "I'm going to murder this woman. I'm gonna find her in this game, and I'm going to murder this woman." So. If anything, it delivered the exact response that they needed because I was like, well, I'm motivated to get to the end the end of this game where I throat this woman and it's going to be awesome because mm. at that point I've stabbed a bunch of throats. Um, let's, have, let's have a quick look at the chat here. So, uh, Dash goes, I feel like they were preparing for it in the first game, whether it was Ali or another person that offed him. Yeah, I'd say so because he was left pre- you know, pretty wounded. Like mm. I, was, I, I, I honestly thought he would have died between games. I thought that was where they were going, but they went a different way with that. Uh, but he also adds, I felt he would die, but not at this point. And Dina being the one to die to set the story on its way was a massive red herring. Yeah, that was I, I think trip. if they had have killed Joel off in the four years between games, that people, people would have been so much angrier than they already are. Yeah. But yeah, so the, like the anger wouldn't propel the story mm. though. Where the angle would just be like, you killed him off, like off screen. Nothing worse when a character gets killed off screen, except for community when they kill Pierce because he jerked off too hard and then he died. But like at, at its core, this game is one story about revenge, but it's telling two different stories Correct. at the same time. It's telling two revenge stories at the same time. So the issue is for 50% of the game, the big bad guy is Abby. Yeah. And for the other 50% of the game, the big bad guy was Joel. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> spoilers for last of us one he literally condemned the entire world because he saved alex yeah so and like that's like, one of the things that i never considered until like sort of upon reflection was like yeah joel is the bad guy mm. like everyone's like you, you know you know those moments like, like, uh, like, like what happened to the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one yeah, and, and he's uh, just like you know what i care about this girl i'm gonna save her and screw everyone else mm. And I think what the, what this, apart from revenge and redemption, which we'll get to in a little bit, this game is very focused on choice and the and and the choice and the consequences of those choices. So having Joel get fucked up by a bunch of ex Fireflies, that's consequences for a choice that he made. Mm. Like just because he was the hero of this story doesn't mean he can't have the same response. But like at the end, but when they when they show the flashbacks of of Ali finding out. He's not even the story. He's not even the hero of that story because <laughs> she hated him for it. Yeah. She's like, I wanted my life to have meaning. This was what. This was the one thing that I could do for humanity, and you fucked me. Yeah, and like, so Dash points out in the chat here, he did it wrong. He killed innocent men. He killed innocent men. He destroyed a hospital. Even even in our real world, it is like fucking war crimes to take out medics and hospitals. Mm, but like fucking at, war. But crimes. like at the end of the day. Every everyone that's been infected since that point is on him. Correct. So absolutely correct. You know he is the bad guy. Like we we played the game as the bad guy. Yeah, and I love that. I love that putting it on a head. It's 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 in the exact same way of like when you watch Breaking Bad. It's the same thing. Walter White. Everyone's like Walter White is awesome. Like no, he's a fucking piece of shit. But that's what makes the show good because he's because he's shit. But yeah, so as as, uh, uh, as Max was stating, there does come a point <laughs> where it where you sort of get to where you get to a moment uh, where you've been hiding out with Ali and Dina, and then Abby shows up 
bam, she shot, shoots fucking some guy, uh, Jesse in the face, another character that's sort of auxiliary character, uh, and then transition to three days prior, and you get to be Abby for the lead up until that moment where she faces Ellie. Mm. So what they're, what in, it, at the essence of what they're doing here is they're providing two sides to the same coin. So it's two stories going on at once, but from two different sides. What I loved about this specifically, now how it was handled was a little bit wrong, but in, from an on paper idea, what they're trying to what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to understand each like sympathize with both sides of the story because for Ali, Ali feels that she she's valid. Her actions, her goal, her desire to destroy Abby is valid because of the actions that took place mm. to to Joel, where Abby is in the exact same spot, the exact same point, but a little bit ahead, yeah. because she believed that her actions were valid to to kill Joel because Joel had murdered her father. So the line the lineup here is that so Abby is at the end of her revenge story. Yeah. She gets her revenge. That should be the end of it. So we see her transitioning into that next next moment. And where where Ali is a couple steps behind and she's beginning her redemption story. Oh, sorry, her revenge story. Yeah. And, and that does kind of mirror what we saw in in what in number one, when we see Joel heading into his redemption story. Until the very end, then he's fucked it up. Yeah. So I like like the di- like the dichotomy and the duality of telling those two stories. I think is very very cool. The difficulty around that decision, though, and this is something that I, that I know where you sit, is uh, the way they structured it. So when you play as Ali for an extended period period of time, you see the murder of Joel. You hate this woman. You want to fucking murder her face. Then you transition to a point where you now play as her and you see her world. Yeah. So like, be- be- it's difficult to understand because like as you move into that space, they want you to sympathize, empathize, understand where she's coming from. But you have you like you're sitting there with such hatred and such visceral anger towards her, you, you it's almost near impossible to to get there. Mm. So I'm very much in the camp of Abby's story should have been told first. Mm. So after the incident with Joel, it should have been, bam, Seattle day one, you're playing as Abby. Yeah. And then you get to learn about all her, her squad that was there. You get, um, and it would have, it, it would give you a chance to, to sympathize with Abby as a character without spending 15 hours hating her mm. to begin with. Because by the time I got to Abby's story, it was like, why are you making me do this now? Mm. Like I've spent 15 hours chasing this person all around Seattle. I've killed all of her friends. And now you're going to make me play as her and see all of her friends back alive because <laughs> it takes place prior to yeah. prior to all this happening. It should have started with her story. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I do agree. I do think in terms of a better, narr- a, a better understanding of the character, they would do that first. However, I feel that they would have done, like that would have had the same responses. Uh, I've, I know this comparison has been used before, but the, the, it, would, it would be uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. So when you're like, oh shit, I cannot wait to play more Solid Snake. Who's this blonde fuck? 
to, to be that fair, that is what's going. That to, would to, that would happen, and the anger around that would be way worse. I don't know. Than to be fair, Ryden was so much more fun. Ryden was cool. <laughs> I, I don't mind. I, like, I quite like Ryden, but um, uh, now don't get me wrong. I think I enjoyed Abby's story more than Ali. I would have enjoyed killing Joel. I think having oh, that sorry, in agent, the in the chat so, dash yeah. goes. How would you have felt if the, if you had to control her killing Joel though? Yeah, I would have. I think it would have hit harder. I think it would have served its purpose better. Yeah. I, I think it depends on who you're playing leading into that moment. Mm. See, because because we were coming in as because we were coming in as Ellie, we are viewing that. Yeah. If we were coming in as Abby, we would have had to be the like I think would made way more gameplay and narrative sense for us to be the ones to throw that club. Mm. But because we were as we were there as Ellie, we were observing, we were watching, we were taking it in. Mm. So to 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 Swing that and that could be a bit different. Um, so Dash gives you, but a, a Buddy also jumps in. He goes, I don't think it works as Abby first. Knowing her reason before Ali's blind rage would have made Ali harder. Because that's one of the things, because like there's, there, there has been sort of uh, uh, discussion around it because it is a revenge story and revenge stories have been sort of done over and over again, that it's, it's you know, it's kind of a, it is a baseline story to begin with. I don't know. Because, yeah, like, like Buddy said about, um, playing Abby first. I think because you you play as Ali to that point, and I think once you've witnessed it, you already knew how pissed she was in that cutscene alone. To be playing as Abby straight after, I don't think would have taken away us knowing her blind her reason for her blind rage towards Abby. But saying that though, like because as as we we're discussing before with Ali, sorry with Abby, her story is all around redemption. Mm. So we're we're seeing her realize what she has done and how it did not deliver the results that she expected it to. So then she is on a on a path to to better herself and yeah. not be that because um, she is a person. Her entire motivation from the moment that her father passed was to kill Joel. So that's years. And like, that's why she is jacked because she wants to become this fucking ultimate killing person. Mm. Right. So then she gets there, realize none of it was worth it because I feel just a shit and it doesn't change anything. So I think it, I, I do kind of agree with buddy a little bit that it would like when you do that transition back to Ellie, you're like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to go about, doing this because like i've seen that abby's not garbage and ali is so like it actually puts ali in a worse light which i think kind of which i think also kind of works narratively because this is all about the decline of ali so but I, guess- I but i think at the end of the day if you play as abby first you learn her reasonings you get that you get her redemption arc you get her character growth you realize she's not as bad of a person as she is and then the fucking ending makes sense yeah. Ali realizes she's not that bad and she lets her go. Mm. True. And that's why, because you have we've played as Abby, we've experienced her story. And like I get I get the fact that Ali was pissed because, you know, not only did her essentially father figure die, she also never got to make a met like they never got to patch up this this breach that they had between them mm. from the hospital scene. Yeah. Like, because you get that in a flashback. She's like, you know, I, I want to try and forgive you, but I can't right now. And then next minute, phew, he's gone. Yep. And I, but I think that that as a decision that that's 
because that is a realism. That That is a realism because you never know. The last conversation that you will have with someone may be, in fact, the last conversation mm. you ever have. Like, for all we know, fucking know, this may be the last conversation we ever have. Yeah. And it could, and good or bad, that is a thing. Yeah. And I, and I, as I said, I do believe the, the, a big theme of this game is choice and consequence. Mm. And because everything, like, everyone's like, why would Ellie make that choice? Because she's blind, she's focused, and she is fucking full of anger. And anger blinds you. Anger fucks you mm. up. So, like, these, like, I wouldn't make those choices. I'm like, yes, because you haven't seen someone get fucking murdered with a golf club. And then, therefore, you haven't been wanting to seek out that level of revenge. Um, but okay, so, uh, so Buddy else says, by the, end, uh, by the end of Abby, I definitely didn't want her to kill Ellie. But by the end, I didn't want Abby to die or Ellie. That's the way I feel they did it worked. I, I, think, I, think, it's, I think that's good. I, <clears throat> you and I were debating before we went live around whether she should have killed Abby. So, spoilers, by the end, you catch up to her and shit's gone down. Like, Abby's fucked up. She, she's been captured by some mm. uh, by uh, a, a camp in in out Los Angeles. She's been left on a pole. She's gaunt. She's skinny. She's looking haggard. She like she's not looking well. And then, even in that, Ali does not have that sympathy to be like, mm, "You look like shit." I should probably I should probably leave it there. No, but she instead decides to still go down that route because she is straight up blind in in her motives. Uh, let's see what Sean got. All these characters seriously messed up living in this world for so long. They shouldn't expect more rational choices. That's hundred percent true. Like when you've been living like survivor and doggy dog for the longest amount of time, you're not going to have the same rationale that we would have yeah, of course. In, in this world. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think with, with how they structured it, I feel that Ali should have stuck to her convictions of killing Abby. But if they had a reverse it, I think the ending would make more sense by playing Abby's story first. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as I said, so you said by the end we get there. Ellie is at a situation where she has the the choice to <laughs> to drown Abby, and that would be the end of it. And that would be the the end of it. However, she throughout the game, throughout the back end of the game, we start to seeing she has these PTSD level flashbacks of Joel and uh, of his death, which I thought was fantastic. Very cool little, little thing because mm. it, that would haunt you. That would fuck you. That would fuck you up. But in that moment, she has a flashback about Joel, but a positive flashback of Joel. It's like that she's come to the other side of it. It's very weird that she would have yeah. that while she's fucking choking a woman out, but whatever. Um, and then she makes that choice to to end that and let that go and step away from that. So then that's her entering her redemption story mm. without having to take a life. Yeah. Uh, Justin, so from what from what I've seen from other reviews, Abby's story and the world is much more interesting. Uh, in some ways, I think it's I think it's very cool to see uh, how the others how the others live because I I think it does take a level of like sympathy and empathy to be able to understand Abby's motive, especially after playing it. Like, cause when the, like that first couple of hours of playing as Abby is fucking hard. Mm. Cause I'm like, I don't care, I don't care about anything that you're doing. Like, I fuck you, fuck you so hard. I got no, I got no time for who you are. Then you start to see cool characters. And you're like, mm, okay, yeah, all right. And like by the end, like, do I feel sorry for Abby? No, not at all. But I understand where she's coming from. Yeah, I feel empathy, and I and like, I think empathy is something that, that is lacking in general these days. And just like that line in the sand, divisiveness. 
I think, you know, a bit like that's the tribalism that we live in right now on our, on our day-to-day. Uh, but he also adds, I don't think Ali lets it be because she understands Abby's motivations, but more about how it accomplished nothing and what it has and will cost, including her humanity. Because at that point, Abby has, uh, sorry, at that point, Ali's lost everything. She, ha- As you said, mm. she had that perfect ending. She's sitting on a farm. She's sitting on a tractor with a child and a partner. She is living what would be the best life. Right in in this world, in this circumstance, this is the ultimate ending. Um, and I personally, like, even though I loved that ending, I thought it was very kind. I think that didn't almost that would have done a semi disservice to the game because at what point has she done? Has have any of them done to earn that ending, the happy ending? I mean, you know, you see, you see, Ellie get pretty messed up when she kills Mel. And she realizes that Mel's pregnant. Yeah. And she's like, she makes that connection between Mel and Dina. She's like, maybe I have taken things too far. Mm. This is the point. Because you know that, because obviously, you know, at the end, you see the scene where Tommy comes and he's like, you promised me we were going to get this. We were going to get her. Mm. And she's like, well, I've made my choice. I don't need to do this anymore. Mm. And then all of a sudden she's like, no, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Like it's it it's almost like she had made the decision to to leave things as they lie. She was happy where she was, and then out of the blue, Tommy rocks up, and it's all of a sudden I'm doing it again. Which might I add, how the fuck did Tommy survive? If you want someone that can just miraculously do anything, apparently it's Tommy. Not even the main characters in this game could survive, but Tommy, no, no, he's not. He didn't just get like bl- his leg blown out. He got he got a shot in the face, didn't die. Would turned out to be some incredible sniper guy. Like Tommy was just everywhere. Mm. He looks like shit house now. Like, but I think that I think that's the point. I think he was to demonstrate that. What will it cost? What will it cost you to do to get to get that revenge? Because remember, there was a point in time where Tommy was like, "Nah, man, don't don't chase down that." And then he went, "Fuck you," and stuck away. So I guess it wasn't really that point at all. But as it as we get that that final scene, right when we see where we see Abby, uh, sorry, we see Ali return uh, return to the 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 farmhouse, the farmstead. She goes in. She sees that Dina has fucked off leaving all of Ali's shit in that room. So she has completely separated herself mm. from Ali, which is, once again, that is a consequence of the choice that she has made. And additionally, she sits there, she goes to play the guitar, something that Joel gave her, some, like in terms of the guitar itself and the 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 physical like ability to do so, because you know there is that connection. That was their bonding. Like I taught you how to play guitar. Here's a song that demonstrates how important you know if if we are as 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 a as a, a duo. I you, you know they played that song by Pearl Jam, and it's just like this is what connects us, what binds us, and her so motivate oh and wife yeah of course um and because they're so motivated she was so motivated on her journey for revenge it literally cost her not just her family her wife her, her, her child uh, her friends her you know family like it cost her even cost her, her ability to play to to have that one thing that connected her to the person this was all about mm. like when that when that when that uh that infected ripped off her fingers she physically cannot play Abby, guitar Abby anymore bit them off bit them off Abby bit them off. Oh, that's in right. Final fight scene. I got, I got that mixed up with the the part where Abby gets jacked outside the house. But yeah, there you go. Bites off her fingers. So like, even worse, <laughs> even worse. 
So she's sitting there, like I can't for like in terms of for ev- everything that I did was for for me to to assist me in the the memory, the the vengeance around Joel, and I can't even do the one thing that I would want to like that I have with him that connection that memory. Yeah. And then like I said, like, which, <laughs> which is brutal. Cause at the end she's like, oh, fuck it. And puts the guitar down and leaves that part. I didn't really understand. Like walking off into the, the sunset. That, that was. What was she going to do? Sit in, ha- do? sit in the house by herself and play two fingered guitar. Like, It's also interesting that they've come out and said that they don't, they have no plans for DLC for this. Yeah. So that's, it until they if they I, until if they decide to make a part three they also had no plans for dlc for like uncharted i don't think oh no they did because they had a season pass same as last of us mm-hmm. i right, take that back so yeah yeah um did you watch the cutscene at the end of the credits did you see the boat pull up with um yeah abby at at the where the fireflies were yeah so yeah so they arrive at uh, catalina whatever mm-hmm. it is and so yeah they made it and I think that's like that's brilliant because mm. one of the one of the big messages in Last of Us Part One is having Ellie be that point of hope in yeah. this dreary world that shit and horrible. She was that beacon of hope, and it was it was <laughs> <laughs> so cast in the chat. Shoot, there was a cutscene. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, spoilers. Sorry about that. Um, you know, and like There's that, always after that was that scenes. point of hope. That was the beacon. That was the light in the darkness, right? The idea, and this is like that's a, a little bit additional in terms of the imagery. The fireflies, fireflies are light and darkness, right? Yeah. So that was the, that was it. The goal was to get there, right? And that was where they needed to go. And in terms of that imagery, so when you've got Abby being a firefly, being uh, being light. And she's heading towards that light where with Ali, with Ali, the focus is, you know, is even tattooed on her arm. It's the moth. And what are moths do? They are moths are drawn to light. Mm. So it, it, like the comment, like I remember once, like, I, I just watched like skill ups video before this. And like, he talked about how the game is all dark and dreary and, and dark. like, well, yeah, because like the literal darkness of revenge and anger has, has, has consumed Ali, consumed her. So the, the, she is that. So at towards the end of the game, a full like the moth is is the iconography of redemption. It is darkness looking for light, and yeah. that's what's happening. So the reason the game looks great because it's supposed to. What you want to feel that dark and gross because at the end you want to like because if you notice like in terms of color palette, like it is completely. You know, I mean, it's like completely different. Like when she's at the island, she's bathed in sunlight. Like she's sitting on the tractor, looking out all the light. Mm. Even the memories that she has of um, of Joel are lighter. They're like yeah. they're that Wyoming. They're well lit, and it feels better. And then everything else is grim and gritty. That's fucking cinematography. It's a good thing. So dark, but yeah, that's a cinematography, man. You watch movies, and they want to deliver that exact same tone. They do exactly that. Yeah. Well, like like I said, when we when we did our first impressions, because uh, obviously we didn't, we had only had. Well, I had finished it by our first impressions. Mm. You were you were pretty close. I was very. I, I wasn't as close as I thought I was, to be honest. I I still definitely stand by my. This game doesn't deserve the review bombing that it's getting, mm. but in my opinion, it certainly doesn't. It it's certainly not a nine or a ten. I believe the game is very good. I believe the game as a whole, in 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 its mechanics, in its gameplay, mm. is very good. Mm. It almost almost faultless. I had a few 
technical hiccups. Um, one of them being in the cutscene where Tommy teaches you how to shoot. Turns out Tommy can't count how many infected there are, so I couldn't move on. <laughs> Tommy's like, there's five. I'm like, no, man, there's three. He's like, no, there's five. I'm like, I can't shoot five because there's only three. <laughs> and I just I just got stuck for like half an hour. I, I, had, to, I, just- I had to keep quitting and reloading the thing and just- Hoping that he was going to get it right. <laughs> I had the similar problem. I'm looking at this, he's like, they're near the sign. I'm like, I'm looking at the sign. So, <laughs> like, no, nah, man, they're near the sign. I'm like, I am, I'm not going to shoot the fucking sign. Was that what they need? Doom. Oh, yeah, they're all gone. Like, you think? <laughs> um, but like, I also found that I don't, I don't know how everyone else played it, but I didn't, I, I definitely didn't see Ali being the, I'm a, I'm a murder everyone on my way through. Yeah, well, that's how you play it, I guess. Yeah. So I, I played, I played very, very stealthy. I kind of dealt with the bare minimum and push, push through. Whereas I must admit, with Abby, I was, I was killing everyone. Dude, there is nothing more like satisfying than when you an effect, an infected run because everyone else when you're infected, like, oh shit, how am I gonna defend this? When I, when I was when I was playing Abby, anyone that charged me, I'm like, all right, fuck you, and then I just started swinging like. She is a powerful fucking character. My, my one issue with playing Abby was I had to craft shivs. Oh, yeah. Like the, Here we the, are praising the game for not having to make shivs the, and then fucking spoilers, Al- you have to crank shivs. Ali having a knife permanently was the best addition. Yeah. Also, don't get me wrong. The fact that I could craft ammo as Abby was brilliant. Yeah. Just make like fire shotgun rounds. And that, that, that hospital boss- at the, the bottom, the clicker that, king or rat king. That 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 dude. Like I, I played on survival mode. Yeah. That dude took me so long to kill. <laughs> like so, I'm so glad that the checkpointing in this mm. game is very lenient, <laughs> because I was stuck for a good while trying mm. to deal with him. Yeah, I, I. The problem that I had with him is I just kept running out of ammo. Oh, I kept just crafting ammo on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept doing circles of one room because mm. he couldn't catch me. I was like, okay, well, let's, let's have it because, like, the, because we, we kind of touched upon gameplay and, uh, like, all that crap in our review, which you can go check out on the channel as well. So, this this is more about breaking down that, like, story narrative, I guess, and the things that are connected to that. So, uh, how do you find, like, the auxiliary characters? I mean, like, like Jesse and Dina and Lev and... Lev and his sister. Mm. His sister. name I've no, his, 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 his yeah sister. his sister. Sorry, yeah his sister, who I can't for the life of me remember what her uh, name I is. I want to say like Liana or something, but it's not. No, because uh, no, that's uh, that's uh, Le- that's Lev. No, that's <laughs> that's also Lev's dead name. Yara. Yara. Thank you. Thank you, Reddit Type R. They were great characters. Were I awesome. love I love their entire story. I love the fact that you get to go to their island. Um, and that you get to learn about uh, the, what were they called? Because he kept saying, "Don't call us scars." Seraphites. Uh, the seraphites. I thought they were fantastic. Mm. And that whistle that you would hear when they come to jack you—that was that was terrifying. You knew you were gonna about to get like. Because the be- the best thing about it, because I played the entire thing with with headphones on. The same. So you hear this, and then you hear this. <laughs> behind, behind me, I'm like, ah, <laughs> and like having to constantly rip arrows out of yourself, so yeah. you're not constantly losing. Ah, oh. yeah, like the, the the whistling was a very nice touch because it added a nice like it added this awesome sense of community within them, like because like communicated differently. And then additionally, it's that fear because you yeah, so I'm hearing it behind me, I'm hearing it over there, and because they don't appear in your X-ray vision until they whistle. You, like you look and there is nothing and then mm. you hear whistles and it's like oh. 
fuck me. I also liked how they kind of gave you a little bit of backstory uh, when you go through the checkpoint between what used to be the truce zone between the Seraphites and the yeah the other group, the Abbey's group, the WLF, Washington the, Liberation, the, the, the Wolves. And and you you know you see all these you see all these post-it notes on a truck saying you know we did this because they did this because they did this because we did this and it's like the truce was never going to work because there was always someone trying to one up what they and were that's doing. The whole, that's the whole like narrative of the story. Mm. Yeah, that's the whole point of, of the last of Us part two. Um, but yeah, so I think it sucked that Lev went went back home to to rescue his mom and his mom tried to kill him. Yeah, that was a bit rough. See, there is there is like I enjoyed them as being sort of more old world as they would say. Like, mm. sorry, there there would be our version of old world, right? Because there would be more like they, they seemed st- very primitive compared primitive, to primitive religious the based were. characters, right? You know, because they all had they all had bow, bows and arrows, mm. and they were you know they were communicating via whistles, whereas the wolves had guns and dogs and yeah radios, and- which would be identified as old world and, and compared to them because they can't. Yeah. Those guns, they can't touch electricity, which is super weird. Um, but in terms of like, I thought Yara was great. I thought Yara was an awesome character, and saying like the the genuine care that came across between her and and her brother, I thought was fantastic. Mm. Like you actually gave a shit about the two of them, and like about them being a, a being a cohesive bond, um, which I thought was fantastic. And Lev Lev was interesting, like because I was talking to some friends of mine who, in fact, happened to be trans as well. And they're like, "Oh, have you know like what what's your thoughts on the on the trans representation in the, in the game?" I'm like, "There's a trans character in the game." Cuz I think clicks, I'm a dickhead. They're like, "Yeah, Lev." I'm like, "Huh? What do you mean?" And then yeah, and then uh, cuz I, I look mind you, I was like an 20 minutes out from when that big revelation happens. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh." See, the I I think like I'm supposed to be very you know, sort of uh, a dangerous topic for many people, but I don't give a shit. I think it's very important. Um, I like that it's in here and I find it very interesting that in a, because the idea of your, of your gender and your, and your level of understanding of yourself to me, like that doesn't seem like something that you would have in a post-apocalyptic time. Like there's not enough time to focus and to be introspective and to have that interpersonal look at yourself and, and understand. So, I liked how they touched upon it because I was like, well, if I being a whatever label they as a general person, I, I would think, well, in this time, I would, why would you be thinking about what gender you are? Wouldn't you just wanting to survive? Mm. But when they start adding the, the levels around like, you know, how he was originally like going to be shipped off to be, to be a wife for someone and for him, that's, that's not who he was. So he made that drastic, like in their in their space, a drastic decision of cutting his hair and fucking off. I don't know why. I don't know why I went back. I don't know why the fuck I went back. Apart of that, I guess in terms of like you said, like I don't, I don't know why. Like it, I understand there's there's there there is that big cliche when it comes around, like especially like game things, just things. It's like you know, uh, growth, growth in violence or growth in being torn down mm. like so you know Le- lev becomes a stronger character because he took out his mum and survived uh, a violent battle like once again well, so see, in the world that they're in it makes sense but it's, just, it's also very like cliche. he wanted to save his mother yeah he went back to save his mother see i was under the impression that the mother was actually the leader of the seraphites oh shit that'd be which cool. is why i thought that that's why i thought yara was like you can't go back because 
Like, yep. that's not how it works. That's not how any of this is going to work. She's not going to leave. I'm like, oh, she's the leader. That's why she can't leave. Mm. Can't. Some and woman. then she's just some real woman that just- Like super in her Jesus. Mm. Lady Jesus. <laughs> so it was their their whole story. And the, and the adventure between that, that takes place with Lev and Abby when they're trying to save Yara, mm. when she's going to get, to get the medicine. Oh, like the rooftop like stuff? Like the rooftop stuff. Oh, yeah. And he's like- what what's the problem? Like what what is there to be afraid of? Just See, just do it. As watch me run across these ro- roofs like an assassin. As like someone I'm- that has a pretty crippling fear of heights, I've never related more to a character than Abby in that exact moment. I'm like fuck this! What are you doing? <laughs> Don't climb the roofs. I mean, it was it was a lot faster. Yeah. So, but what what's your stance on like when it comes? Because like in terms of the hot button topics around this game, like the 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 more liberal things more progressive things like trans representation what's your thoughts on on that i think it's good yeah i think it deserves to be to be there it wasn't it, it's not like they forced it down they forced it to the front it was it it made sense in in Liv's story and it i think they handled it pretty well i really enjoy where you know where they're using they were using her dead name so the name she non goes by and I love I loved it how Lev's like, do you want to know why they call me that? And and, and Abby's like, not really. <laughs> it's not important. It's, yeah, well, uh, yeah. And I like that because that's true. Like, it's not important. It's not. It's it's who you were. It's not who you are. Exactly. And and additionally with that, like they do have you know obviously the same sex relationship with with Ali and and Dina, which I think is like additionally quite great as well because if they were to to go around that i think that would be an incredible disservice to ali as a character because that's who ali is that's who she's been this entire time mm. it's great you know like giving her those those moments to sort of connect with 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 the with the woman is exactly what they build up in left behind mm. and you get that you get that uh what's the term? Uh, the bigotry in the in one of the cutback in one of the flashbacks yeah, scenes where, they, on, where yeah. the uh, the owner of the bar is like it's a, it's a family gathering, and everyone's like, "Calm down, mate." They're like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" <laughs> and then, and then he comes back with apology sandwiches the next day. <laughs> it's like Big, bigot sandwiches. I think yeah, they refer to it. It's it was very funny. Like, I say it's funny because like in my my brain went straight to Clerks Two. Okay, have you ever seen Clerks no. Two? All right. So they're they're having a discussion behind the counter around um, the term porch monkey. Because he, because one character does not believe it's racist, but the other character is like, it's fucking racist. He's like, no, I don't think it is. It's like, it's not up to you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. there's, and there's two uh, two black people ordering at the at, at the counter, and she's like, well, the, the woman, that's a woman and her husband. So it's Wanda Sykes, if you know who Wanda Sykes, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. fantastic comedian, her and her partner. I think uh, I forget his name. Um, she's like, I'm not eating this food. I, I you know. I'm not eating it, the, you know, by, by made by a bunch of hate mongers. And he's like, no, nah, man, you can't taste racism. <laughs> and then takes the burgers. And I'm just like, the same thing. He's like, he gives it to Jess. Jess is like, sweet, I can't taste bigotry. I'm in. <laughs> it's like, woo, free sandwiches. <laughs> uh, and then additionally as well, because to add to more to that, um, I guess that more progressive idea is like with Abby, like Abby is like, as, she's pretty non-binary looking. Like well, she's like MMA level jacked woman. I mean, I mentioned it to you. There is a scene at the end where Ali is looking for Abby, and she comes across. <laughs> she comes across the guy that. 
captures her and she's like, I'm looking for Abby. And he's like, I don't know that name, but if you're looking for the girl who's like- Big Jack like me. Who's got arms like mine. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he, she's at our camp. <laughs> but I just love how he's like, I'm like, I'm bleeding out from the leg, but look at me. <laughs> it's just like all right it's very weird but I, once again I, I do like that you know i think that i think that's an awesome because she is that she made herself a machine and in terms of physical a physical machine that's what you would do that's what you would build that's what you become and i you know you've seen comments around her you know like do you even have any boobs i'm like yeah you know why because i bet her body fat percentage is like fucking one percent you know what boobs are made out of body fat <laughs> you're jacked you don't have them you have pecs <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but going back to like the auxiliary characters. Yes. Abby's whole group sucked. <laughs> like, Abby's whole group sucked. They were the most boring people I've ever met. Like they're in post-apocalyptic and they're having fights about who's sleeping with who. Are you serious? <laughs> well, that's because they're living in a sweet stadium. Like th- they, because like they've built themselves- Alice the dog had more personality than half those characters. <laughs> because they've built themselves to a point of comfort, they don't they they can no longer have to worry about that stuff. Ma- uh, Casco's Manny was okay, but fuck him. <laughs> Manny was cool. I like Manny's like, I fucked her, I fucked her too. <laughs> so- It was interesting. Like, uh, I, I do agree. I don't think they were compelling. I thought Owen was charming. I didn't. I did. I couldn't give. Owen was interesting. I couldn't give a single shit about his partner. What's her name? Ma- uh, Mal. Sure. Was it Mal? I don't know. It is now. Like, I'm pretty sure it was Mal. I couldn't care. Couldn't give a shit about her or the fact that she was pregnant. Nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. And like, uh, I, is it? I, I couldn't. I couldn't feel for her at all. Like I think I thought Owen had moments. I enjoy. I, I enjoyed when they when they went back and they're like, "Hey, I heard you fucking fucked up your friend." He's like, "Yeah, I did." And like, like there were moments of hum- of, hum- of humanity with him. And like something as simple as in terms of like mild levity, I guess, but <laughs> also just around those small human interactions when when they were just arguing about the spots on a on a whether it was a walrus or a sea lion, like. I've had friends, I've arguments with my friends about the dumbest shit, like same thing, you know what I mean? Like, that was very real. And like him just doubling down, I was like, no, that's bots, man. Like, I thought it was a really, really cool touch. Uh, buddy in the chat goes, Owen was great and one of my favorites. Loved his perspective on the world. That's true. He did have a different perspective compared to everybody else. Mm. Well, he was all like, I'm going to Santa Barbara. Like, the fireflies are still here. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix this boat. I'm going to get out. Yeah. So, I have a tube and have this weird booze looking thing. I'm in. Uh, Cass goes. Uh, I won't ever forget that sex scene. Yeah, you need I to get out more, buddy. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was Cass. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm not not buddy. What's it? I'm just, oh. in general buddy. Like, yeah, look, term of endearment. In, in, for me, it was. I, I understand. Like, I, I get why it was there. Sure, cool, whatever. But it's just like, okay, I I I wasn't expecting some random side boob, but cool. All right. And like, and you know, straight up raw dogging it in uh, in the post apocalyptic, uh, bold strategy, Cotton. Um, He's already got one person present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah. So like, the only thing that I found interesting about uh, Alice, uh, Abby, and her friends is that when you shanked them earlier as Ali, and you go, oh man. You're the Vita girl. <laughs> yeah. I stabbed you in the face. Yeah, you know, and like and that, that's probably the biggest connection for me. It's like you just rem- you just remembered them later, like. Mm. Uh, 
But like, if, if you look over on on Ali's side, when you see like Jesse, I thought Jesse was fine. Um, I I enjoyed the the things that came with Jesse, as in, you know, he he Dina was pregnant. He was the the father. You know, well there you go. There's there's so that's actually like Abby and Ali had a very similar story there. The person they that were they were the person they were interested in. Had a, someone that was pregnant, like they were both stuck in similar mm. triangles. Like there is that lot of that duality between them. Yeah. Um, so there is that tension with with Jesse because you know uh, Dina herself is very clearly very sexually fluid. Whatever, what you know, the lion's hungry, she eats. You know, and like she's had the previous relationship with Jesse, and now he's carrying his child, but she's also seeing Abby, uh, Ali, and then you sort of see Ali get those moments of jealousy and sort of uh, uh, self-consciousness around mm. around Jesse, which are very <clears throat> real. Yeah. Very real moments. It's like, it's like when, you, when you're with anyone, like when you, have, when you have a partner and you see them interact with anyone from their past, you're just like, got to get, get over that hurdle. Yeah. So I did quite like that. I thought, and I, I think Jesse did bring a lot of like charm as well. I thought he really had a good like good energy about him. Mm-hmm. It's a shame he got shot in the face very quickly. He died real fast. I Same mean, as Manny, Manny died real fast too. Yeah, because didn't Tommy shoot him in the face? Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> Again, that duality of the story <laughs> is like, you know. Well, there's some, if you want to shoot someone, it's probably the best place to shoot him in the face. So I guess. I mean, to be fair, Tommy was like sniping it <laughs> for days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on like Jesse? Because, like I said, like you said so like, a- Abby's cohort, <laughs> Abby's cohort. Was- um, you weren't super stoked on. But what about Ali's cohort, Medina? <clears throat> Dina was an interesting character. Mm. Um, obviously, yeah, like you said, you know, um, very, very uh, fluid in her sexuality. She was with Jesse, and then you see that. Uh, th- that interaction between Ali and Jesse of the, the, the next morning, she's like, well, I, you know, I, I didn't know she was going to kiss me. Like, you know, I'm really sorry that you were put in that position. He's like, we're good. Jesse's like, we're good. Yeah. Well done, man. Like, Tommy Aimbot. So they had that, they had that obviously because they weren't, they weren't like sexual rivals. Yeah. Because they were just, you know, they had each other's back. They were looking out. And, like, obviously, Jesse went after Ali and Dina once they left because mm-hmm. he's like, you know, you can't do this alone. You need people around you. Tommy's off doing whatever Tommy was doing at the time, shooting Abby in the f- and, <laughs> and Manny in the face. <laughs> but I think it was it was good when they all met up and they, you know, they were all hanging out in the theater and mm. they had some really cool moments together, mm. much more than what, I think we did with Abby because Abby seemed to be hated by everyone in a group. But uh, because wh- Mel knew that she was sleeping with Owen, Mel, Mel's like, I already don't like you. And then I'm <laughs> Mel was like a medical professional, and she's like, I don't like. I've never seen someone get like wrecked by a golf club like that. I'm pretty yeah messed up by. See, this. once again, I think that comes because of the different parts in their story, right? Mm-hmm. Like because uh, Abby had been on her revenge story longer and that had been her primary focus and that was at the expense of herself, others, relationships, yeah. everything. So she, whatever bridges there were, she burnt on her progression yeah. to getting to that point. And then when she got to that point and then she did something fucking heinous and everyone saw it, they're like, fucked up woman. She's like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, and I think if, I think if there was, the roles were reversed and it was Ali doing that level of violence around her people, 
they would have done the same response. I have a feeling they would have made the same response. It's like, but I mean, she kind of did. Like you yeah. were stabbing people in throats constantly throughout that game. Oh yeah, big time. But but I, I mean that in terms of like the being surrounded by people. Yeah. Like because she because Ali, with Ali's focus on that end goal, and that was at the expense of everyone around her. That was the the expense of Jesse because he died. That was the expense of Dina, who in terms of their relationship and, and what they were building mm. together. You know, Dina's now a fucking single mother in post apocalyptic. Who would have thought? You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they were, and like that was at the detriment of, of her relationship with Joel as well. Yeah. Like all these, th- like she, also her memory of Joel, I should say, like that focus broke everything around her and left her in that dark hole that you know you have to claw your way out. And that's where the game ends. That's her crawling out of that hole. Mm. <sighs> do you think it's a? Do you think this story is ended, or do you think there's more to it? Do you think there will be a part three? And if there is, is it going to be Ali and Abby again? Are we going to see more of Abby no. with the Fireflies? Or are we going to see Ali work her way back to Jackson and try and repair everything that she's lost? I think it goes... I think it goes... To, there are two ways that it can go. Um, I guess... Well, yeah. So... Because as we said, it's all about those. those because points. I because th- I think a lot of people would be very upset if this was the end of that story. Yeah, I I, I think they could probably get one more out of it, and that uh, but that story would be the redemption of Ellie. Mm. So we you know we've seen her establishment, her right, her revenge, and her redemption. She's getting that three three steps. So it's the same steps that we saw Abby take, the same steps we saw Joel take. So the third game, if there was one, it would be her getting to the Fireflies to sacrifice herself to do because that choice was taken away from her. Oh yeah. So she now has that choice to go seek it out and correct the and and literally make all these horrible things, all these choices, all these circumstances not be for nothing. Not be for nothing. Yeah. So I think that the only way around it because she she's aware that the fireflies exist. She has you know some some yeah, documentation yeah. around it. I think the the re- if there was a third game, the reasonable expectation would be that she would go make her way to Catalina Island to then offer up herself to what's left of the fireflies to to sacrifice herself be be, her, be the one to make that choice mm-hmm. to, for the greater good and i think you know even though it's a weird ending for the for in, in within, within this universe they've created but if they're like and the everyone was killed and that allows everyone to 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 build. Yeah, yeah that would be good yeah, they, yeah as sean says they have a catalina wine mixer a big old party is a helicopter will farrell's there um <laughs> John, John C. Riley on drums. And yeah, and then like that would be the transition. Because I think like we're not going to see another like and then back up again. Like the story, it has to be her ascending. It's like whether she go- whether she goes to Jackson, tries to rebuild. Like it's a difficult game to, it's a difficult story to tell. Yeah. Because like who's the big bad? What's, what level of violence? Like what gameplay are you going to have? Like what's the gameplay is about I mean, someone- I mean, realistically, it's still the same gameplay. You're still going to have to deal with the infected to get to yep. Thingo. Obviously, the Seraphites will not be there because they're- They're, they're Dunskies. The wolves just came in and just like wrecked their island. Like just but, absolutely just But what they establish, but when you go to California is that there's- and like, cause one of the complaints I've heard is, "Oh man, the like the California part's pretty much the same as every other part." I'm like, yeah, because that's what they're trying to tell you. In this world, like 
people are surviving in factions. Mm. They're creating their little their own little tribes, and yeah. that's keeping alive. So no matter where you go, you will face the same level of of tribes of people mm. that are just wanting to survive and survive at all costs. Mm. And like so, if you, whether whether they're in Seattle, whether they're in uh, you know uh, uh, Chicago, whether they're in fucking Utah, like they're gonna have the exact same thing. And like in terms of a storytelling, like they'll be able to sort of mimic that story. I mean, it's just the basic principle of their safety in numbers, like, and that's yeah. that's how well, they they do what they do to survive. Yeah, so that's, that's probably the the most likely thing that I would think of mm. would be yeah her getting like redeeming her story that makes sense and then yeah and then the final scene is yeah her her whether they whether she's on on whether she's on a on a surgery table and they they make the call cut, cut to black and she's done skis and you have to presume that they've cured everyone that's right that's what you'd i hope so you'd do. hope they wouldn't kill her and they're like oh well the cure wasn't in here how bad well, yeah, but I, th- <laughs> I think the way that they left the first one, the way they've left the second one, they apparently Naughty Dog and like Neil Druckmann and the writing team really like ambiguity. Yeah. So I think they, they'd end with her like, you know, fade, put the mask on her, she's out. So you have to presume or you have to think that you have to be like, did they make you the get to, You get to choose did which they way not? it goes, yeah. Because like for her, because in terms of, because with, with the story being, The Last of Us is a story about Joel and Ellie. They were the two. That's what it's about. Joel is gone now, but it's a story of Ellie. And I guess as long as long as one of the two are in that story, that's what The Last of Us is about. That's how yeah. I feel about it anyway. So at the end of the third one, if Abby died, like if Abby was to, uh, sorry, if Ellie was to die at the end, you'd have to cut to black. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, who else's perspective are we looking at? That's it. It's done. Yeah. But I, I don't see us seeing Abby again. I think that because like her story's done. Unless we like, I'm mean, in terms of like playability, like playing. Yeah, yeah, we may see her at that Catalina wine mixer, um, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think she'd be playable. What's do you, what, do you did you have something else in mind? No, I think that's that's that would be a pretty, pretty good ending. Mm. I think yeah, her, her getting to to make the decision that she chose for herself in the first game is a nice ending. Yeah, yeah, and it's because obviously people want like from judging from the responses, people are like. Yeah, I the, well, I want like a definitive happy ending. Like, well, life isn't definitive happy ending, dude. All right, especially in a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, like the fact that she isn't dead is the silver lining of this world. So I think yeah, if they go down that route and make it super tropey and like, only time will tell. Only time will tell. Even if we did, I don't think we'll see it for a little little while. Hopefully, the multiplayer doesn't take too long. Yeah, because I know Buddy would be like peeing his pants. I'm super keen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then they also kind of built that in there, like the idea of the WLF versus the Seraphites. Like, there's already two factions. Boom, mm. and then they can have the third one in there. They can just throw bunches, bunches in there. Who cares? Let's make them up. There's factions everywhere. Um, but yeah, so to sort of wrap up those certs now that we've really touched upon it, like I think, I think there is a lot of nuance and complexity in this story that I really like. Now, I is this is this some sort of like you know Year Twelve English? VCE, you have to find the meaning. You're making up the meaning. I think so. Like, you know, something as simple as the moth, I think I may have made that up. Yeah. Like, that's an interpretation that I had. Maybe Sometimes the curtains are blue just because they're blue. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, maybe maybe some of this game is as straightforward as it is. And it's like, oh, the moth looked cool. Like, that could have been the case. Um, like, the, like... I think there's an there's enough there's enough nuance in in there to really deliver something cool. Now, 
Is it the masterpiece that everyone says it is? In some ways, yes. But I think for what it's trying to be in the medium that it is, it is a clear standout. Mm. Like, A, it's visually stunning. Yeah. It, it's, it's, focus, it's focusing on a narrative and a story that, uh, that simply other genres, other companies, other writing teams, other developers would not touch. Because the idea that we're going to intentionally make, it, make um, the player feel uncomfortable, we are going to intentionally make decisions that they will not like because we have, a, we have an idea in mind <clears throat> and we have a story yeah. that we want to tell. That is like that shit. The the game on nine times out of ten, the game industry don't do that. The game industry is all about making money, trying to do their very best to make to make players happy so they can get more money. Like it's that re it's that reoccurring model, right? Mm-hmm. So like even the idea of a sequel, a sequel should do more. It should do this. It should do that because they want people to buy it. Yeah. So even in this game, like the gameplay, yeah, it's pretty much the same. It's refined, but it's the same because they wanted to live that same experience. Because if this is a part two, this isn't a, this is a number two. It's part two. It's the same same story. So if it drastically changed, well, then like that's clearly a sequel. So you know, there's that. So like the ga- yeah, game industry it also has that. Um, people sort of like coattails, right? So like whatever the whatever the success is, another company wants. Like, I want to make exactly that game. So then that's when we see a lot of games that look the same. You know, we see a lot of Fortnite-looking games in terms of the animation, you know, the, 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 the visual dis- uh, visual palette. Yep. You know, we see a thousand looter shooters. We see, a th- you know, all these games that look the same because th- they, they're approaching the games different. Here, with Naughty Dog, I know it sounds like I'm just jerking Naughty Dog's dick, but, like, with Naughty Dog, they were like, no, no, we're going to use... Video games as a storytelling medium, it's a, it's a way to tell a story that no other medium could do. It's different to books. It's different to games. It's different to everything. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. It's different to books, different to TV, different to movies. I think I said games there. It's different. Like, because, you know, in terms of uh, movies will handle these uh, difficult stories of revenge and pain and, and violence and blood and gore. But because you're not interacting with it, you're passive to it. It feels less impactful. So, like, well, let's take advantage of that. Let's put it in their hands and, like, run that risk of glorifying violence to make people feel uncomfortable. And I think, like, Naughty Dog have made a bold decision here. Um, I do, yes, I do think in some ways it's not quite as good as number one, but I think I think with number one, what, what people liked about it, what, what people made believe made this game so brilliant is because at that point in time, we had never seen anything like Last of Us. Yeah. So I think the expectations of this game were so high that I believe that they were they were going to never be able to achieve the same heights. And additionally, I think the leaks alone caused a massive hit towards the game. Oh, so like I think if people experience what they saw in those leaks within context, quote unquote, or within the gameplay experience, we would still we would still have many who have the same response. But I think the I think it would be very different. Because a lot of people's responses are, oh, I'm not gonna play that game because of this. I mean, they obviously are. They're breaking sales records everywhere. Yeah. Like people- that's what, that's what I love about the internet. They're like, oh, I'm going to boycott this game. Yeah, so you're playing uh, the game. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they did it with Pokemon. They're like, oh, we're not getting all of them. Gonna boycott it. Did you? No. <laughs> I remember, there's, that, there's that sort of uh, that, uh, the in, that image of like, you know, uh, boycott Modern Warfare 2. And there's all these people on Steam, like a Steam community. And then you open it and there's like, there's a picture of just all of them playing Modern Warfare 2. Mm. <laughs> 
Um, go, going back, when when I first finished this game, and I think I gave myself a disservice by playing it so quickly because I finished it in day, two yeah. sittings. Um, I played I played it for fifteen hours straight on the second day and, and smashed it out. And I and I I got very angry with the ending because I I very much and it was the same reason why. Uh, I didn't enjoy Jedi Fallen Order. It's because I spent, you know, 20 odd hours working towards this ending that I expected to get. And then at the end, they're like, eh, who cares? Now, now granted, having time to think on this since then, my mind's been changed. And I think what I said about playing Abby first would have made it make sense to me. And I think it would have played out better. But um, I was talking to one of my friends about our friend from the show, Noodle. He likened it to go... We have mid-roll ads. That's new. Awkward. Um, he likened it to, <laughs> and as taboo as tabooers, as uh, um, comparing Last of Us Two to a movie is currently. <laughs> he compared it to watching John Wick, and then not having John Wick kill the guy at the end for murdering his dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The ultimate, you know, revenge payoff is to get the revenge. Yeah, but like I, but I think they're also they're, they're also trying to do that higher ground. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, which is why I think Abby's story should have been told first. Mm. Um, I, I, so I disagree with your comparison to Jedi Fallen Order because that ending is trash. <laughs> because you literally spend the whole time also spoilers for fucking Star Wars. Like, look, we we fought everything for this holocron. <laughs> like that <laughs> that is bullshit. This game had payoff. Yeah. Not as like not as as much payoff as people wanted, but way better than Fallen Order. Fallen Order's poo. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. But yeah, so yeah, so, yeah, to sort of reiterate re- re- my point, Naughty Dog made a completely bold decision here to do something completely different. I, I say different compared to every other everybody else. And I think the fact that we're seeing people either love it or hate it kind of is that point. Yeah. And I think I think that's amazing. Because there's like so many games people are like, yeah. And like that's where you never want to be. You never want to be like, yeah. Like because the, the reason people love it, a lot of the reasons people like, I I hated it because it had something to say, and they're like, I loved it because it had something to say. And within this art form, like you know the quote unquote art form that is games, hmm. the, the, something like this doesn't get tackled all that often. I in no way am I saying the Last of Us is the first to do it because like you think of games like Spec Ops: The Line and and all these other things. It's yeah. like they're not the first to do it. The other thing but is, but they are—they do it so well. I mean, the other thing is, a lot of people didn't. Um, this game is not a fun game to play. Fuck no, I loved it. But and, and a, a lot of people play games for fun, mm. so that's not what you're getting with this experience. You're getting, you know, you're you're getting the story. You're yeah. getting the. You're not playing this for fun. You're playing it to feel something. Yeah, and like because I think that would have put off a few people as well because not everyone. But everyone wants to come in and feel something. Some, some but I guess it comes it. down to like how you want to consume media. Like yeah. I love dramas. Like my, my some of my favorite my favorite friend like movies and, t- and TV series. I wish we could compare the two. Uh, <laughs> aren't like lighthearted. La, 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 like they're ones that make you feel. Yeah. Or even or even shows like How I Met Your Mother. That that show is designed to make you laugh all the time. My favorite moments in that show aren't times I laughed really hard or the times I cried because the show was like the way they showed that, that emotional, like it was so compelling yeah. because it like, you know, except for Swally, Swally was pretty funny as <laughs> Dash. But like, you know what I mean? For me, it's this, it's the moment 
like one of my favorite moments in the in that in that favorite moments there's two there is when marshall discovers that his dad passed away and when barney meets his daughter no, for the another time. reference to uh final words final words yeah Mm. you know i mean like there, like these are two moments that that define that series for me yeah because i can go from laughing my ass off to being emotionally moved in in one thing and like so i get but i guess that's what you come down to like there are people that will just watch big bang theory not to say anything wrong with that there's a lot wrong with big bang theory (laughs) but but i mean i mean that as in like they what they want yeah they want that like they want that fun mind switch off nonsense entertainment but there are some that want something bigger, something bolder, something that, that makes them think. They want to have their, you know, their, their emotions questioned, their morals questioned, their, their, their thoughts. Like it, and that's where I, that's where I sit. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love Man Eater. It's game. I'm a fucking shark. Yeah, I love that. I love that picture that's going around. It's so good. Like skill up. Like I just watched Skill Up's last one. Watch his man Manhunter uh, Man Eater review. He he wrote it as if it was The Last of Us, but it was a shark. It's fucking genius, and it just shows like some of like the bullshit writing and games journalism. It's brilliant. Um, but like, you know, what I mean, like they, like I said, I I understand. Like I love things that make me feel, make me question, make me yep. rethink how I sh- I process my own thoughts. And I think there is nothing wrong with games doing that as well. Go us. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, like, like I said, like I said at the start, and I'll finish with it. The game is great. Mm. It's, I, I, my personal opinion is definitely not the nine and ten masterpiece that everyone's saying it is, but it definitely doesn't deserve the review bombs that it's getting. Yeah. So, like, so if, if you were, to, if you were to, like, we don't I, do rankings. We don't but- do number rankings, but if I were to give it a number. To seven, seven and a half. Oh, see, I just I think it deserves more than that. I'd be like, since it's, it's weird because I'm like, I don't think it deserves nine and ten. What would you give it? About nine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I because like a seven is average under under uh, video game rankings. Seven is like a fucking average ass game. Hell no, this is way above average. See, that's the technically thing, like, alone. From, from, from but numbers also mean fucking nothing. Yeah, exactly. So, like, from a game point mechanical gameplay perspective, it is a ten. Yeah, that game plays and handles and looks amazing. But that story did literally nothing for me. <laughs> literally nothing for me. Oh, we can we we, we can very much <laughs> tell that the story did a lot for me. Did nothing for you. That. <laughs> Abby's story, in my like, was way better than Ali's yeah. for me. For me, Ali, Ali's was yeah. I don't know. It just didn't hit properly for me. It yeah. didn't land. Yeah, I'd go like an eight and a half. Nine, and maybe. and it would have landed higher had she have you know done it. Yeah. I wanted I wanted that real gritty monster ending that I thought I was going to get. Now that's that's due to my own personal you know hang ups. I thought we were going to get it, and I was disappointed when I had hyped myself up into thinking I was going to get it. But because I didn't get it, I got angry and got upset, and it's it just didn't. <laughs> seven, seven out of ten, too many abs. <laughs> no, was there was good abs? Like there was a good amount of Abby in that game. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Buddy also jumps in, and this we'll, we'll end it up after this. I think he sort of brings a good point. If games want to take a step forward, then they have to be brave and get in line with decisions that films would have made forever. The medium is still young in comparison, so there is time. And that yeah, is true. I see. I felt like Naughty Dog didn't have the conviction to let Ali become the monster that they had written her to be throughout the entire game. Mm. True, but she's the she's the beacon hope. 
that that if if you want to talk about you know but like, she can still be that beacon of hope and have her revenge. <sighs> you know, because yes, yeah, so like because <laughs> every argument is they have no understanding of their own characters. That would be an understanding of their own characters. Mm. All right. Anyway, let us know what you thought because Max obviously apparently can keep going because we, we have very different angles on this. Let us know what you thought of The Last of Us Part 2 in the comments below. Uh, hit us up on social media. All those links are in the description below. As we said, big thank you to PlayStation Australia for providing us the code uh, for the game. It's much appreciated. It allowed us to play it both uh, before release. You got it pretty much done on release. Please do not play it in one sitting. Yeah, please don't play it in one sitting. Please take the time that it needs. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm contemplating going it again because I want to get the plat. I'm feeling it, feeling a good go. You know, I, I, yeah. <laughs> man, man. Yeah, e- yeah. Even- like I said, that probably that was probably a disservice. I literally played. I think I played my first play session was the start until Ali and Dina set out for Seattle day one, and I mean- then I finished it the next day. <laughs> I played it from ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Till two o'clock in the morning, and brutal. I finished it. It was a brutal. Because Ryan's like, "I want you to get it done by Saturday." I'm like, "All right, I'm getting it done by Saturday." I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, and then I got here on Saturday, and Ryan's like, "Yeah, I haven't done it yet." Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, "Is it done or is close to or is close to?" All right, big thank you, everyone. Uh, we much appreciate it. Hope you hope you enjoyed our discussion, our spoilers around The Last of Us Two. But until the next one, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper, and that was our Last of Us Two spoilers. Please be kind with your Twitter comments at me. <laughs> For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan supported at patreon.com slash the pop And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Chataway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, AJ Abatomi, Damien Holdies, Kyle Dunn, Lee Winterchauvin, Nathan Massetti, Paul James, Pure Mongrel, and Sean Levitt.